You're listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections. And this introduction to Lulu's segment is for the purpose of quantifying and qualifying her four call-ins that came to my station after I was writing comments into her station about the bird talk and I heard her mention the words enlightened self-interest. Well, it just so happens that a few days ago, like six, I think exactly, (laughs) who's counting? Anyway, six days ago, I put up a little bit of content from my mentor, Jim Rohn, on enlightened self-interest. So Lula and I have a nice little conversation going here, which should make for a great thread. So this will be the intro. I'm posting her segment. I'll put the Collins behind it. And then behind that, I'll put up the two Jim Rohn YouTube segments that I had on my station. And we should have a nice little flow going here about enlightened self-interest. Lulu, as always, you're freaking awesome. I love you, girl. Thank you. It's been fun. Um, And I enjoyed this. And I hope you enjoy listening to um, the Jim Rohn segments as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to call into my station to add value so listeners can tap in and plug in and decide how they want to show up in the world and maybe even learn just a little something about enlightened self-interest. Take care. Hey, Bobby. I saw in your comments that you are interested in enlightened self-interest. Is it something that you're already interested in, or do you just like the sound of it? It does have kind of a positive, self-evident ring to it, doesn't it? But I thought before I called in, I'd go Wikipedia because things that seem solid in my mind when I go to reach for them sometimes, not so much. It was interesting reading the Wikipedia definition because my feels towards it are a little more nuanced than that. And I thought I might give two examples of what I consider to be ways of approaching enlightened self-interest. So, more call-ins to come. The first is something that I grew up learning about through... Dr. Thomas Gordon's effectiveness training that my mum used to teach, still does teach occasionally. And in those courses, she used to talk about win-win, win-lose, lose-lose. You know, you would have heard of those before, right? And so I've always been in love with the idea of win-win. Like... I've experienced win-lose, and it's not all that, you know? Like, even when someone's been such a douche, like my next-door neighbor, and she really annoyed me, and I thought that I'd feel so good when I had to hear her drag her bins further each day, but, you know, when it happened, I didn't actually feel good. So that's one. Hey, Bobby, I'm going to try this again because... Anchor said it failed, but the thing that I was saying was this idea of win-win being more satisfying 
than win-lose or lose-lose, you know, different scenarios with different outcomes in, you know, when you're negotiating something, when you're trying to broker any kind of deal, like make any kind of negotiation. So enlightened self-interest um, is something that supports that ideology of win-win for me because I can see the opportunities where myself and the other person can benefit from me just, you know, tilting my udder one way or another. Hey, that rhymes. And finally, there's the pragmatic enlightened self-interest that I have learned from my friend who was here on Anchor for a little while, Catastrophe, and she taught me about the TUFA. stands for two for the price of one, and this woman has an incredible ability to piggyback on whatever she's doing to also make it something where she's supporting someone else at the same time. She supported me through the most difficult period of my life where everybody else abandoned me and she came every single week and we developed an incredible connection and the way she managed to the way she manages to make it work because she's got a crazy busy life is she does the too far so <laughs> that's another way I see enlightened self-interest you're listening to the sounds of lighthouse reflections and the track in the background is time inspirational background music from fearless motivation instrumentals a great lead-in to this next segment Jim Rohn one of the very best ever on enlightened self-interest and time I think you guys are gonna appreciate this one let's see if I can't get Jim to go ahead and just come up with a seamless transition to the video I think that would be awesome. Now, I want to get busy on the first couple of subjects for today. Everybody that's okay, say I'm okay. Here's the first subject that I've, I found so interesting I want to share with you. Then I want to talk about personal development. The subject that I started listening to age 25 that revolutionized my whole life. From my mentor, Mr. Earl Schoff. Here's an interesting subject. Just jot it down. It's called Enlightened Self-Interest. Enlightened Self-Interest. It's a fascinating study to study the idea of self-interest. But just make this note. All of us, you know, have self-interest. The key is it for it to be enlightened so that everybody wins and no one loses. Our first interest is to survive. What does it take to survive? Our second interest is to succeed. What does it take to succeed? What does it take for me personally to survive and to succeed? Can I legitimately be interested enough in the things that help me both succeed and survive? And here's what I discovered. The answer is yes. It's possible to exercise self-interest, but to do it in such a way 
that no one loses, everyone benefits. Key phrase. Life was not designed to give us what we need. Life was designed to give us what we deserve. We do not reap a harvest in the fall because we need it. We reap a harvest in the fall because we deserve it. Not necessarily from a moral standpoint. Of course, there are some moral laws as well, spiritual and moral laws. But just the basic laws that simply say, if you wish to reap, you must plant. So jot this down. Reaping is reserved for the planters. And the reason they reap is because they deserve it. They're the planters. They deserve to reap. Interesting Bible phrase it says, if, if you keep knocking, you'll find open doors. Good phrase to jot down. If you keep knocking, you'll find open doors. Doors of opportunity. Doors of a chance to meet someone. Doors open for association. Doors open to find someone special. Doors open to find a, a unique business colleague. If you keep knocking, the door, the phrase says, doors of opportunity are open to those who continually knock. So we don't find open doors of opportunity because we need them. We find them because we deserve them. Only those who knock deserve to find an open door. But the promise is, if you continually knock, you'll find doors of opportunity. It says, if you search, you will find. So make the note, it's good. Finding is reserved for the searchers because they deserve it. Now at first they may have needed it, but they now know that just needing it is not sufficient. But if they need it, now they must qualify for it. The reason why you're going to be blessed with good ideas this weekend is because you've come searching. You've gotten on an airplane to come searching. You've got in your automobile to come searching. You got here searching. Now you're ready to receive. And for those who search, they will find answers. They will find plans. Imagination to stir yourself into action for future benefit. There you go. Jim Rohn. One of the best ever. That's the first segment. Time is precious. Life is not just the passing of time. Life is not just the passing of time. Life is a collection of experiences, their frequency and their intensity. Life is not just watching the clock tick away. Life is a collection of experiences, their intensity, their frequency. When my friend Mark died at age 44, someone says, that's young to die. But what if he lived four lifetimes in one? It might not be too young. Whatever the span of your life turns out to be, here's what you want to fill it up with, experiences and the intensity of those experiences. But now let's talk about the management of time. Now, jot this down. Approaches to the management of time. Here's the first one. Ignore the subject. I mean, that's good advice. Don't let anything overly bug you. Because remember now, you don't have to do anything. So I so, well, I got to get a handle on my time. And the answer is no, you don't. If you want to let it all go, you can let it all go. 
I mean, this is good advice. Somebody says, you ought, you ought, you ought. Jot this down. Ignore all the you oughts or you should. Only if they're giving general information. We should. It's better to say if you're teaching, we should. Not you should. We should. Then you let me listen in without it being too confrontational. If everyone did this, see, that'd be great. And then you give a person a chance to choose to do it or not to do it. But when you start the you ought, you ought, now see if I don't, now see we've got some tension and maybe some problems. So you oughts seem to always create problems. Because this is personal dignity. And you don't want to destroy someone's dignity by doing all the oughts and they feel reluctant to do it. Now we've got problems. So if you want to, just ignore this subject on time management. Now here's the next one. Step down to something easier. The guy's in sales and he says, oh, I want to own the company. Finally owns the company. Now he's got no time to play golf. He said, when I was in sales, I was making big money playing golf three days a week. Heck with this owning something. Heck with managing. My life was never my own after I started to manage. I'm going back to sales. See, this is the key. If you're getting too pressed, you might consider stepping down to something with a little easier time pressure. Little girl says to her mother, Daddy comes home, brings his briefcase and pats me on the head and says hello, disappears and works on his papers. How come my daddy doesn't play with me? And her mother said, look, your daddy loves you very much, but he's so busy at work, he can't get it all done, he has to bring it home. He loves you, but that's why he can't play with you. And the little girl said, why don't they just put him in a slower group? <laughs> so... Jot this down now. If you don't have time for your kids, you might consider joining a slower group. Remember when I said some things I went for cost me too much? So reconsider. Next key to time management. And that's work longer and harder. But see, there's a limit to that. I almost lost my health the first year. I went so crazy about personal development and achievement. I just went bonkers. You know, I told you I was skinny. By the end of that first year, I was a walking shadow. And then it suddenly occurred to me, what if I got rich and too ill to spend it? I mean, that was a shocker. So I started developing a little more reasonable. Because I said, if 12 hours won't do it, I'll work 14. If that won't do it, I'll work 18. I mean, how many hours it takes. And sure enough, it cost me too much. So see, working longer and harder for some might be appropriate. You know, if you're just sitting around not doing that much, this might be good, work longer and harder. But you can only work so hard. Here's the key, not to work harder, but smarter. When you've worked as hard as you can, doing the best you can in terms of physical output in the time, reasonable time, now, here's the ultimate in the management of time, and that is you simply become more skillful. When I first got into sales, you know, I was around people that could get, you know, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10. And when I first started, I could only get 1 out of 10. But here's what I did. I worked around the clock, around the clock, so that I would make up in numbers what I lacked in skill. That's good in sales. You got to jot that down. This continues on. I'll let you guys listen if you choose to. The link will be here for you. All right, that's it for now. Condensation. I would love it if you would add whatever your thoughts and feelings are 
about enlightened self-interest to either Lulu's station or my station or both. It might even be cool if it was both. Of course, it's just a request. It's up to you. If you're feeling interested, if you're feeling like it might make for some interesting discussion, I welcome the call into my station, and I certainly encourage you to call into Lulu's and add whatever you have to add to this topic, this discussion that we've just created around enlightened self-interest. I put a content on my station that I created six days ago from Jim Rohn on enlightened self-interest. So thank you. I appreciate you. You're listening to the Sounds of Lighthouse Reflections, and this is an extension of a segment that began with a conversation about enlightened self-interest that shifted to a discussion about win-win that led to me finding the following audio to share with you now, which I think is absolutely remarkable. But it doesn't really matter what I think. What's important is what you guys think. This is Jana Bolin singing The Seven Habits from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Be proactive, you're in charge. Begin with the end in mind, success will be large. Put first things first, work then play. You should think win-win every single day. Be proactive, you're in charge. Begin with the end in mind, success will be large. Put first things first, work and play. You should think win-win every single day. Respect on the bus in a team and trust keeps me.
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. That's from the Bowling Green Area Chamber of Commerce, the leader in me, SCK.com. I'll include the link. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Thank you, Lulu, and condensation. You're listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections. When writing the story of your life, Don't let anyone else hold the pen. Harley Davidson At Lighthouse Reflections, we believe that intricately hidden in a quotation are powerful messages of inspiration. Our goal is to discover and share a new message, a new treasure, every single day. Kuntz's Corner captures the essence of a quote and then breaks it down into a logical, applicable message designed to support the best you possible through the magic of empowering questions. Between where you are and where you want to be, there is a chasm known as the belief gap. Our content is focused on helping you build your own personal bridge to span your individual gap. At Lighthouse Reflections, we believe that impossible is really just fear in disguise and the only things that are really impossible are the things we choose to believe are impossible. Believe completely, dare greatly, achieve accordingly. Make today an incredibly amazing day. Wishing you the best. Lulu, I was calling in just to say thank you, to express my gratitude for your call-ins, to my station for you picking up on my interest in enlightened self-interest and giving me an opportunity to bring up some content that I put up a few days ago. And as you'll hear in my message, like six exactly. But who's counting, right? (laughs) Oh... It was a pleasure to be involved with the bird talk first with just some subtle comments and then you just had that word, those words, those enlightened self-interest. Yes, indeed, self-interest. We all have it. The trick is, can we do it and be respectful of others? Can we create win-win situations? Can we make it so everyone wins? I think so.
Bobby. Wow, how cool is that? Synchronicity. Well, thinky synchronicity. Thank you so much for your call in to Lulu Island. I'm answering you here on Thinky Lulu because as you would have seen, I have echoed everything over and I've tied it in with the discussion with Lola Land on uh, different viewpoints on how we, we deal with behavioral issues with children. So I'd like to uh, mix it all up on this station some more and add in some external content. That's what I'm feeling. I'll see what I end up doing. <laughs> but thanks, Bobby. Hugs, love, and all the good things. To follow up on these thoughts about enlightened self-interest, there are certain ways of being in the world that support being able to cultivate enlightened self-interest and disavow yourself of past schemas around needing to be constantly monitoring whether or not who you're getting back, what you're putting out, you know, that takes a lot of energy. Whereas enlightened self-interest, you're getting your returns in the moment. You can see how you're getting things back already. Or you can project into the future and see how what you're doing now will benefit your future self. So having enlightened self-interest means already having a bunch of skills around being able to think outside the box, think differently about resources and not just it being about money per se or um, or whatever, like metric of units, bit whether it's Bitcoin or whatever, um, whatever it is that particular thing that you use to measure. Uh, your resources in that, you know, like in one single way. You start looking at resources much more broadly. And I think that this paradigm shift is also helpful for alternative economies that are more under the radar, which I think more and more people are having to go. And that kind of system that's outside the main system is very much based on trust. And the way that you gain trust is by acting trustworthy and uh, enlightened self-interest and uh, being open to different kinds of, you know, not just barter, but paying it forward, you know, is a form of enlightened self-interest, rather than thinking about, you know, what you're going to get out of it, think about it as something that you're giving as a, you know, a gift to the future, I just, uh, you have the resources, you have the ability, you know, you've been supported by people in the past and so you're 
continuing the tradition of paying it forward, which has helped you to be in a position where you can then pay it forward. And then that, within a whole system, functions as a progressive movement. You know, it, it, it gets its own momentum within that. So here's just some other examples of enlightened self-interest <laughs> or how it can be manifested, cultivated, what kinds of preconditions, etc., etc., I'm thinking it's something that I could spend some time sitting down and writing about first. But uh, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. We'll see if that happens. I need to get a flatmate first, but that's more. Lulu Island Territory, thank you. You've been listening to Thinky Lulu. Oh, thank you.